What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Process Podcast. I'm Charlie Witkowski, joined as always by the great Nick Veronica. Nick, don't don't push it. I mean, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm I'm hanging in there. I am coming to you from Buffalo, New York, where it is still snowing in the first week of April. I'll be honest with you. I've seen more snow this week in Buffalo than I did all winter downstate. So it's kind of blowing my mind a little bit. But I did see a tweet from one of the weather guys that there's never been a Buffalo April on record without snow. So I suppose I can't be too upset. That's crazy. I didn't know that it snowed like every April in Buffalo. Like I thought it was, I I remember one year it snowed to like Mother's Day. Yeah. But that's the latest I remember. But it's, it's funny to think that we still get all that snow in April. I'm not in Buffalo. I don't have to worry about it. It has been 75 and sunny here all week, minus the 15 tornadoes that we had in Georgia on Sunday. Since then, we have had absolutely beautiful weather, so I don't envy you having to deal with all the snow whatsoever. Better you than me, my friend. (laughs) I was thinking for for a little bit. I was like, man, I miss having Buffalo Bisons games to go to right now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they'd be snowed out anyway. Like, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) You wouldn't be going anyway. Although baseball and snow, I feel like, would be kind of fun. Uh, if you don't have, I, I've been to a Bison's game while it snowed before and they like made hot chocolate, like on sale for a dollar and it was kind of miserable just to be there. And I can't even imagine trying to hit like a professional curveball with a wood bat with your hands with a freezing day out there. Like your hands have to be shot. Oh, it's got to hurt. It's uh, I mean, I, I think about playing like hockey on the pond, right? When it's, when it's freezing cold. And you go take a slap shot, or you go take a shot, and you just feel the you know the stick bounce back Ooh. at you. Yeah, and just like how this. bad that hurts your hands. I can only imagine how a baseball bat would feel hitting yeah. a you know ninety mile an hour fastball. I don't know. Did you, did you practice in the morning in high school? Or actually, you you weren't up north, so it wouldn't matter for you. We did practice in the morning though for high school hockey in in the south. We did because um, yeah. it was the only time that we can get. So we had to be to the rink at like four a.m. But also practicing hockey in the south. Walking from a 90 degree outside to like a, you know, 30 degree inside felt great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a little bit different than having like icicles form from your helmet at five in the morning before before school. <laughs> yeah, we, we right. didn't have that problem. We definitely didn't have that problem. No, I remember it would take a good like you you get there early and you try to get dressed fast so you could get out there and like get your hands and like your gloves like loosened up and stuff like and just feel like wake that you're actually awake and you can move before practice would actually start yeah it's um you know i'm glad that i never had to deal with any of that um at least you know as an as a as a a high school kid because i feel like i would never want to get out of bed but even when we were adults like playing men's league hockey trying to go to men's league games at 10 o'clock at night when it's you know negative 10 degrees outside was a little difficult so i can only imagine it being a high school kid and being like well now i gotta get up and go to school (laughs) yeah and i gotta go to hockey practice it would be brutal yeah anyway enough uh about miserable things we're still you guys are still doing good with the coronavirus still no issues still quarantining haven't killed each other yet no my wife and i have not killed each other yet we actually just bought patio furniture last week you know adulting um put some put that up uh, the other day so we've been enjoying the outdoors um 
But other than that, no, we still haven't killed it. We're watching a lot of Netflix, watching a lot of Tiger King. Uh, did you watch Tiger King yet, Nick? I have not, and I do not intend to. Yeah, you know, if we were out of quarantine, I don't know if I would really sit down and watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the things that I think I've seen a ton of during the quarantine is uh, these memes on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And it has a whole list of things, and it says you can only pick three or you can only keep three. So what we're going to do today for the podcast is we're going to do some, I think they're going to be mostly Buffalo sports, but it could be life in general. Just you can only pick threes. And Charlie, I made up three for you and you made up three for me. And we're just going to give them and we'll think through our answers in real time. And hopefully it's interesting to our listeners. They could think uh, think through what they would have done and then they can tell us we're stupid for what we decided. And then we'll go from there. Great. Let's do it. Let's, uh, do you want to get started? You want to start? All right. Well, I'll tell you what I gave. I made up three for you. There's a one Bills one, one Sabres one, and one generic Buffalo sports one. I will let you choose which one you take first. Oh man, you know what? And 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 because the draft is a week away, let's do the Bills one. All right. You can only pick three Bills edition. This one's a little wide ranging here, but go with it here. Okay. Every offensive position. Between quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and then also I, I made one list for coach here. I want you to pick your all-time or your favorite Buffalo Bills of the 2000s. Three at each position. One caveat, no active players who are currently on the Bills, just so there's no current favoritism. So former Bills players from the 2000s. And I want you to pick three for each position. Three for each position? Yep, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and then maybe coaching staff if you feel up to it. Okay, okay. Let me uh, let me do some research here. Uh, you know, we'll start with the quarterbacks at least. How about that? Yeah, should be it should be like the whole yeah. The point is is like just do it off the top of your head, sort of. Okay, just... okay. So if we're gonna go quarterbacks, I obviously got to start with my all time favorite Buffalo Bill, Doug Flutie. Hands down, give me Doug Flutie. Uh, my favorite, my favorite player, uh, to ever put a Bills uniform on. You know, obviously, I came came in late to the Kelly years. Um, if we're gonna go with another quarterback, let's go with uh, with Drew Bledsoe. Okay, and I think he he's another solid quarterback choice. Um, let's see, and if we're gonna go with third quarterback, um, you know what? I I liked him a lot, and I felt like if he never got the concussion, he could have been a franchise quarterback for us. Well, multiple concussions. I'm going to go with Trent Edwards. Trent. All right. I did yeah, not expect yeah. to hear that name today. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like Trent Edwards a lot. I was a big, big supporter of Trent. Um, and then let's see. Oh, man. Okay. Running backs. Um, if we're going to go running backs, obviously got to go with um, Marshawn Lynch for sure. Fred Jackson. And... Ooh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Currently not on the roster. Yeah, you got some some good choices here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? How about Travis Henry? Ooh, I like that. I thought he he was another one. He was another good running back. He just had like 50 kids, (laughs) you know, but he, he, he was a very good running back, so I'll take Travis Henry. Um... Okay, now we got to go to receiver. Yep. Okay. Um, 
we haven't really had a lot of great receivers over the last 20 years. Um, so let's go with number one, Terrell Owens, Hall of Famer. No big deal. T.O., okay. Go T.O. Let's go Eric Moulds. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he's, he's like, he, he played in the 2000s with Buffalo. Yeah. Um, and one more. Let's go with my other, my probably my second favorite Buffalo Bill, Stevie Johnson. That's a good choice. I loved, dude, when he came out of college, I told everyone, I'm like, he's going to be the next big receiver for Buffalo, blah, blah. Everyone's like, he's a seventh-round pick. He's not going to be anything. And sure enough, <laughs> the dude the dude worked his butt off and, and worked his way up that roster. And, you know, unfortunately, things just didn't work out. Um, Tight end, okay. I figured, might be a little bit difficult, but it'd also be a good chance to, like, really remember some, some guys here, really remember some names. Man, tight ends. Okay. By Let's the way, see. the Bills have not had a good tight end in, like, how many years, which is ridiculous, but that's a different story. Okay, how about Jay Reamersma? Jay Reamersma. He was on my list. That's a good choice. Jay Reamersma would definitely be one. Um, oh, man. Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, I can read some names if you need help. Yeah, definitely with tight end. Definitely with tight end. All right, we're going to go total yards from scrimmage with the Bills in the 2000s. Number one, Scott Chandler, Charles Clay, Jay Reamersma. Number four, Robert Royal. Number five, Mark Campbell, Nick O'Leary, Dawson Knox is current. Your boy, Derek Schumann from <laughs> Boise State. Uh, Jason Kroom is on there. A couple other guys who have been fairly okay. forgettable. Lee Smith is a good dude, but he's not a huge stat guy. No, I would, I would definitely say Scott Chandler. Um, you know, definitely Scott Chandler for sure. And, um, you know, Charles Clay wasn't bad his first year in Buffalo. So I'll take, uh, <laughs> I'll take Charles Clay. All right. I think I, I went through this. I was trying to find a way to give a shout out to Chris Manhurts, even though he never played an actual game for the Bills. He was on with with the franchise for a little bit there but i decided i also i went with reamers mud chandler i gave my third slot to kevin everett just because so shout out to kevin yeah man kevin everett he was a uh career ended too soon unfortunately yes it did all right. All right. Do, do I, you have uh, a coaching staff, a head coach, and coordinators? I don't know. This might be hard to hard to think of on the fly here, but um. All right. Let's see. I'm just, I'm just doing head coach, be, offense, defense, right? Right. And I McDermott would be my choice here, but we're not going to go current. Right. Right. So let me see here. So if we're going to go coaching staff, um, let's go. You know what? I hate to do it because as much as I hate the guy, as much as I hate him, I'll put Doug Marone there because the Bills were on the cusp of a playoff playoff berth with Doug Marone, uh, and I don't think he was that bad. He just became King Doug while in Buffalo and just became a huge jerk. So we'll Saint go Doug, Doug Marone. Saint Doug, that's right. Saint Doug. How how dare I mess that up? Uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Um, so definitely Doug Marone, I think. Uh Man, I don't know if I know any offensive coordinators other than, like, who's there now. Nor do I think any of the offensive coordinators of years past have been anyone that I'd be like, oh, yeah, I miss that guy. 
All right, I'll tell you. I'll give you some hints who I gave. The defensive coordinator was carried off the field once. Ooh, Jim Schwartz? Yep. I, he yes. would have been my DC for this team. That's and one I forgot the, about. Yep, and the OC from a similar time period was fired after week two one time. <sighs> Not Rick Rex, Dixon. By Rex Ryan. Um, Greg Roman. Greg Roman, I thought he yes. was pretty good. I would have he'd be my choice for OC if I had to pick this team. Yeah, he he was definitely a scapegoat. I think for Rex, I, I don't think that offense was the problem there. I think just Rex being a terrible coach was the issue. Yeah, they they had the Thursday night game against the Jets. They got their defense got shredded by Fitz. The offense played great and just couldn't score enough points. And then Rex decided the next day to fire the defensive or I'm sorry the offensive coordinator but who knows there could have been some kind of infighting there that never got out but all right that is a good round by you that was a tough one i threw at you i thought you did pretty well gotta ask you no ryan fitzpatrick for you he was uh the first guy i listed on the quarterbacks yeah you know what i just think um fitzpatrick yes you're right maybe maybe fitzpatrick should have made the list but um i think you, you definitely can't pass up flutie and bledsoe right I think they're the two biggest names at quarterback that Buffalo's had up until Josh Allen, you know, has come along. Um, Fitzpatrick obviously made a name for himself in Buffalo, but um, I, I just want to give some love to Trent Edwards. I feel like everyone forgets that he was actually pretty good until his, uh, you know, all the concussions started setting in and how bad the Buffalo O-line was as well. That that game in Arizona, I think if he doesn't go down that game in Arizona and get that concussion in Arizona, there's no doubt in my mind Buffalo makes the playoffs that year. He was on fire, and he was playing very good football. Yeah, they started well, and then he was never the same after that one. Um, I'll tell you, though, I, I thought of Flutie, and because we're doing other 2000s, he was not great in the year 2000 itself. So I actually put Tyrod down. I thought Tyrod was a little bit underrated here. But that's just my opinion. You're free to think whatever you want. Good job Tyrod, in this category. Tyrod lost my respect when he couldn't score a touchdown in the playoffs. <laughs> That's how I feel. So well, he, right. he he came out of the game and Nathan Peterman immediately threw an interception. Dude, as soon as Peterman went, I was at that game, and That's as right. soon as Pe- as soon as Peterman went in, I looked at my wife. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> it's over. He's not Wait, hold on. The game. Hold on. The Bills' first playoff game in like 17 years, and they had the ball with a chance to I, theoretically I win leave. the game, and you left. Okay. I said let's okay. go, but we. I. I'm, who you? Who am I kidding? I was not going to leave that game. Absolutely not. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. But I, I knew what was going to happen. We'll put it that way. I yeah. knew how that game was going to end. <laughs> nice. All right, your turn. Okay. So I sent you this one this week, so I think you definitely had time to think. Uh, if you read your DMs. I slid into your DMs with this one. Um, I always love when you do. I sent you nine current Buffalo Sabres. Okay? So of this list of nine, you got to pick three that you would get rid of. And and just for fun and games, quick little why you would get rid of that person. I'm getting rid of them or I'm keeping them? Getting rid of. Okay, and I I remember this graphic. You just want to list the names out for the, the yes, listeners here? I will list them off. Jimmy VC, Rasmus Ristolainen, Carter Hutton, um, Marcus Johansson, Kyle Pozo, Jake McCabe, Brandon Montour, 
uh, Vladimir Savaka, and Sam Reinhardt. And the, I'm getting rid of three of them. You got to get rid of three of them. Okay. Um, I, go ahead. I feel like there's two names on this list, maybe three on this list that shouldn't be on the list at all. But I'll right. let you pick your three, and okay. then I'll tell you what three I think. All right. Um, Reinhardt, I'm definitely not getting rid of. That's the same thing I That's, thought. Absolutely not. Seems like the easiest one. Um, Johansson, I think I'm probably not getting rid of that quickly, right? I was expecting more out of him this season, and I don't think he produced, but... All right, I was thinking just because he's, he's a little bit younger, right? Yeah, I, 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 um, I just was just not expecting... I don't know. I, I Like I said, I was expecting a lot more yeah. out of him. I don't, I don't know if he'd, he'd yeah. be one that I would keep. All right, so I think Saboka's pretty easy for me to get rid of. Yes. All right, Saboka, he's gone. Goodbye. That was one on my list. All right, let's see. What about Montour? You think we could let him send him away? He'd probably be next for me. Really? Why? Why Brandon Montour? Um, I'm looking at this list. I mean, I don't. I would get rid of him before McCabe or Risto. I don't know. I just really doesn't, doesn't do a lot for me. Okay. Okay. I I disagree there. I like Brandon Montour. I think he's a. I think he's a good young talent. I would rather get rid of uh, of Risto before I get rid of Montour. Okay, well, man, I'm always like, I'm always so conflicted on Risto because I'm like, he has this potential, and we're just waiting for like probably like every big Sabres defenseman in the last decade. Probably it's probably same thing with Tyler Myers. Like you're you're waiting for him to like take that step because you know he can do it, and it's just not. So maybe I'm being a little too lenient on Risto, and you know we've we talked. I kind of like McCabe here. So, all right, I could, I don't know. That, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> goaltenders, man, I'm getting rid of Carter Hutton, like, very quickly. I think that's an easy goodbye for me. Yes. I see you later. Okay, and then so what, if you didn't do Montour, I mean, is, is Oposo next for you? Or yeah, BC? My, my three that I would get rid of, well, is absolutely next, yes. His contract okay. is too big, and he's not producing. All right, so um, then he he would be. I mean, if I really looked into the numbers, maybe I would change from Montour. But I think Saboka and Hutton are easy, and then Montour and Oposo would be next for me. Okay, so for me, it would definitely be Oposo, Saboka, and uh, and and Ristolainen for sure. Okay. Those three, I could live with Hutton as a backup. I'm not a fan of Hutton, um, but I feel like um, if I was forced to get rid of three, get him out of there. Ristolainen doesn't want to be there anyway, so I really, you know, as I've said before on on this show, I really don't care if you don't want to be there. Get out. See you later. Okay. So that's how I feel. All right. I like that one. I thought you were going to give me the jerseys one. No, no, the jerseys one I was thinking of, but I figured this one would be a little bit, uh, yeah, a little the, better. The jer- jersey one's kind of visual. You got to see it. Yes, yes. I figured that was a little tough. All right, we're gonna stay with the Sabers here for you. So okay. I I looked up every Buffalo Saber since 2000 who has scored oh, exa- exactly 20 goals in one season. Right, we'll go through the list here. Guys who did it twice, exactly 20, not more than 20, exactly 20. Tyler Ennis, Evander Kane, and Drew Stafford hit it twice. And guys who did it once, 
Andrew Chuck, Curtis Brown, J.P. Dumont, Jason Pominville, Thomas Vanek, Cody Hodgson, Ryan O'Reilly, and Olafson. So that's 11 names total. We're going to get rid of Olafson because he's current, and we're going to exclude Vanek because he scored 20 goals in 38 games the year he did it. So that leaves you with nine names, and of those nine, I would like you to pick three that you would take on your team any day of the week. Okay. Um, we can go through the names again if you need it. Yeah, so let's go through the names one more time. Tyler Ennis, mm-hmm. Evander Kane, Drew Stafford, Dave Andrewchuk, Curtis Brown, J.P. Dumont, Jason Pominville, Cody Hodgson, and Ryan O'Reilly. Jeez. Okay, definitely Drew Stafford. Um, Drew Stafford of then, not Drew Stafford of now. <laughs> um, I would take Drew Stafford for sure. Um, definitely take Dave Anderchuk. I, I was a big, big fan of Dave Anderchuk. Um, and did you say Alexander McGillney? Um, I did not say McGillney, not in the two thousands. We had okay. Ennis, okay. Sorry, Kane, sorry. Curtis Brown, Dumont, Pominville, Hodgson, and O'Reilly. Well, definitely not Hodgson or O'Reilly. Mine um, not O'Reilly. Just bad blood, man. Bad blood. <laughs> he would have made my team for sure. Yeah, yeah, no bad bad blood. I I, I hold that against him for not wanting to be in Buffalo. Um, okay. You know, he, he's the reason why. We're, we're the reason why he won a Stanley Cup last year, which, which <laughs> you know, I'm still not over that yet. Um, probably Vander Kane. I like the Vander Kane style. I like the way that he played. I like that he played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and played with a little bit of grit. Uh, so definitely Vander Kane. Okay. For sure. Yeah, he's uh, maybe the – well, similar to O'Reilly maybe. He was a talented player who kind of wore out his welcome a little bit. I think just for nostalgia's sake, Pominville would have had to make my team. He was always yeah. came up with a big goal on some of those playoff teams. And when I was younger, I have no reason why. I loved Curtis Brown. Yeah, I was watching an old game from a few years ago when he was playing for San Jose. Yeah. Like towards the end of his career, it was like 2008, 2007, something like that. He was playing in San Jose. I'm like, man, I feel like he played forever. Like 2007 seemed like he was playing for like 20 years. And I, I know he played a good good chunk in the league, but um, I like Curtis Brown too. I was a big Curtis Brown fan, but I was a big Jason Pollenville fan, but I feel like if I'm trying to get like pure goal scorers, I feel like Dave Anderchuk was absolutely that guy, and obviously Drew Stafford was for sure that guy. Um, Drew Stafford could definitely put the puck in the net, um, especially in that uh, uh, Lindy Ruff um, you know, style offense that Lindy Ruff would run with, with, with those players. I thought Drew Stafford fit very well into that. All right, nice. Okay, so I got one for you. I'm going to give you some names here, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me your three. You're starting your team, starting a brand new NFL team, okay? And out of these players, I'm going to try to keep it so currently not on the roster. So I'm going to give you about 15 names, okay? Maybe 10 names. 10 okay. names from 2000 to 2010. Okay. You're starting your team. Bill's first round picks. Jeez. Okay. okay. You got to start with three of these players to start your team. 
Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Eric Flowers, defensive end. Nate Clemens. The famous Mike Williams offensive tackle pick. And that was 2002. Um, Willis McGahee. Lee Evans. J.P. Lossman. Dante Whitner. John McCargo. Marshawn Lynch. Leotis McKelvin. McKelvin. Or uh, Aaron Maben. Yeah, and we'll go one. And we'll go one more, just because he retired, a, you know, a year ago, year two years ago, and we'll go with Eric Wood as well, just because I like Eric Wood. Oh, all right. You just made it much easier for me. Wood would would make the team for sure for me. Uh, some of these Bills drafts were not good, man. No, um, no Nate Clements was the other name that sh- that jumped out immediately. I would definitely take Clements. Um, let's see. First round pick here. Now I'm trying to go between important position versus how good they were. So somebody like Marshawn Lynch had a great career, but if I was starting a team, I don't know that I would take a running back in the first round. So who does that leave me with here? That leaves me with McKelvin, Whitner, Lee Evans. Mm-hmm. Everybody JP else lost me. Man, I wanted JP to win so badly. <laughs> so did I. So did I. I do like that he's at uh, uh, Clemson doing That's some right. coaching at Clemson. So he's winning some national titles. That's right. All right. Well, if we're already taking one DB with Clemens, maybe we don't need another one. So I guess that leaves me Lee Evans, who was okay. not, not a great career for a first-round pick, but he was a good player in some sense. I mean, Dante Whitner had like a a peak that was pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, Dante Whitner was good till like he trashed Buffalo when he left and went to Cleveland. <laughs> like Cleveland's gonna be that much better. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was always funny to me. It's like there's legitimate reasons to like knock on Buffalo, but then don't go to Cleveland. Like, <laughs> I also thought they were crazy for drafting a safety at eight overall. Yeah, man. But the, the amount six Bills did a lot of bleep that they should not have done the amount of busts on this list though like john mccargo was nothing aaron maben i think is the bust of all of them uh, outside of mike williams who went fourth overall like yep yep you know yep. um but my i think my three from that list would definitely be uh i was a big leos mccallan fan um i used to you know throw the x's up when Leotis would get the interception, you know, <laughs> um, but I always would joke around with with my my buddy Josh that I had season tickets with that if Leotis McKelvin, if the Bills ever make the Super Bowl and Leotis McKelvin returns a punt for a touchdown, I would be naming my firstborn child Leotis. Um, that never happened, so my wife doesn't have to worry about me naming my firstborn child Leotis. Um, but I, w- I would definitely go. I think. Uh, Leos McKelvin, Marshawn Lynch, and Lee Evans on that list. I think Lee Evans was and and you know what, Nate Clemens as well, but like you said, I don't need two DBs. Um and I like the versatil the versa- versatility of McKelvin. Gotcha. All right. I like it. All right, man. Right. Give me my give me my last this one. Is what your you last one. We're going a little bit off the board here. This is you can only keep three Buffalo mascot edition. Are you ready? Oh man, okay. Starting with the pros, you got Sabretooth, you got Billy Buffalo, you got Buster Bison, 
You got Chip, who's also the Bison's mascot. I looked this up because I didn't know. The Bandit's mascot is named Rax, and the Butte's mascot is named Crusher. Then we go to colleges. UB has Victor E. Bull. Canisius College has Petey the Griffin. And Niagara has Monty the Eagle from Monty Eagle Ridge. You can only keep three. Who are you saving? Well, I think I need to go with the obvious, probably my my favorite one when I was a child. Um, and let's go with, obviously, Sabretooth. I think Sabretooth is one. Uh, always a big fan of Buster Bison, so I'll definitely go with uh, Buster Bison is two. Um, and you know what? Why not? Because, okay, I'm going to say this this way. Current Billy Buffalo, no. Before they changed him to make him look all like kid friendly, absolutely. He was. I remember him being like kind of creepy a little bit, right? No, I think he's creepier looking now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when they changed him, like he's kind of creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very creepy looking. Um, I also for years did not know that like like he looks more like a bear now than what I feel like he looks like a buffalo. Uh, I could see that. I mean, it's kind of hard to... I mean, the actual buffalo, like not a bison, like a true buffalo is like kind of a not right. very nice looking animal. So they definitely uh, teddy bared him up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that was for the kids. I don't know if the kids were scared of the original Billy Buffalo, but, you know, I think the kids got to, uh, I don't know, can need, need to toughen up a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, if we have current Billy Buffalo, who would your next pick be? Uh, if we have current Billy Buffalo, my next pick, maybe Crusher. I think Crusher's pretty cool. From the Buttes. Yeah, yeah. I know Crusher wears a crown. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and I and I, and I think the Buttes are are really the only Buffalo team that has ever really won a um, championship. <laughs> yes, as the fourth seed out of four, they managed to win the playoffs. Yes, yes, but no, I think uh, I think Crush is a pretty cool looking mascot, and he's like All a right. real real looking buffalo, which is cool. I don't know. I was I'd have to pick Petey Griffin. I went to Canisius, and I actually was Petey Griffin playing hockey for a commercial one time. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Do Do you remember that commercial? I think it was for I forgot what school for. I think it was for the University of Minnesota. And they're shooting this commercial, and they're walking in on the ice, and the mascot kept slipping. I feel like that would be you on the ice in the mascot uniform. Uh, I was wearing skates. Like this, the, the commercial was like PD. I guess they made one a few years before that. Where it was like PD learns skate, like how to skate and how to play hockey. And one of like the D one dudes like absolutely crushed the guy who volunteered for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but luckily, this was more like later, later on, like PD's getting good and he's like getting like recruited or something. So they wanted me to like battle in the corner, and I can't see anything because the head. Like, you got to look forward, but the your eyes are, like, looking through the open beak here. So I can't see anything. And I'm, like, the feet are sticking to the ice. And it was, like, not not great. And then they wanted me to snipe, like, an actual D1 goalie from the slot. I'm, like, I can't even see the net. And, <laughs> like, I will not, kid you not, you can look up the video on YouTube. I just, I, like, looked up, figured out where the net was. And I looked back down at the puck and just, like, Fired it blindly, literally went bar down. It's in the commercial. It was the goalie maybe didn't try too hard to save it, but it was still a good shot. That's funny. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm gonna have to look that up when we're done here. 
All right. We can, so, uh, we can put the link on Twitter. Absolutely. I think we need to. I think uh, the people are calling for it. I think the people all want it. <laughs> all right. We'll, keep, so we'll find it. Keep an eye on our Twitter page because this link is going to be up there uh, fairly soon. So, All right, man. So I thought of this one. Since we're both out of towners for the most part, you're obviously living back in Buffalo right now while you know this pandemic's going on. But if you had to pick three for the rest of your life, you can only oh you can only eat three of these buffalo foods. Okay, which three would it be? Are you ready? Yep. Chicken wings, sponge candy, buffalo pizza. Ted's hot dogs, Bison Dip, Loganberry, Paula's Donuts, um, Beef on Weck, or Weber's Mustard. All right, and I'm keeping three or I'm getting rid of three? You're keeping three. Which three would you keep? All right. I, I love the buffaloness of all of these. But I will tell you, mustard is absolutely getting crossed off first. Sorry, guys. Okay. I like I like a little bit of mustard on my hot dog here and there, just but compared to this list, like give me a break. Sorry to mustard. I can definitely live. I can definitely live without the Weber's mustard for the rest yep. of my life. All right. Second thing we're gonna go to is Loganberry. I like Loganberry. However, compared to this list, it's kind of just a sugary drink. Like it's nice and I like it, but. I haven't had it in years, and like I've been pretty okay. So it's nice here and there, but it's kind of just sugar. Okay. Uh, this one might be a little more. We're gonna, we're gonna get like progressively more controversial, I think, as we go here. <laughs> uh, dip. I am just not a huge dip guy. I think if a food is good enough on its own, it's good enough. Like chicken wings. Like I don't. I don't put blue cheese. Like I just, I just eat them normally. Like you don't put blue cheese on your chicken wings. I just eat them like it's a wing. It's like it's perfect the way wait. it is. Hang on, you don't dip your wings in anything. No, definitely not in ranch. But like, I don't even Good. like blue cheese. Blue cheese is there. Like, if I have like a very hot wing, I might utilize some blue cheese. But like, I'm not going. Like, oh my gosh, where's the blue cheese? I'm just like, no, this wing. This is a wing. It's delicious. It doesn't doesn't need any help. It's great on its own. All right, this is gonna be a conversation for another <laughs> podcast. But dude, what? <laughs> I always Dude, listen, dip mine in blue cheese. Listen, the, this be. is just just wings are bad enough. This is extra calories that you don't need. The wing is good enough on its own. Okay, dude, we're talking about buffalo food. You don't have to worry about it being healthy. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you how how I think here. We're gonna okay. keep going. We're gonna keep going here. Ted's hot dogs. I really like Ted's. When I come home to Buffalo, sometimes I go to Ted's. Only I sometimes. Do, I mean, yeah, not every time. Like, there's enough other places to hit. Um, I can make my own hot dog that's like fairly good. It might not be Ted's good, but like it's pretty compared. Like, I really like Ted's. I don't know if I had to like save it at the expense of something else. I don't think I'm saving it. Okay, I disagree on that one. Ted's is Ted. Ted is it, but okay, go ahead. Okay, so that leaves us with wings, sponge candy, pizza, Paula's donuts, and beef on whack. Uh, Buffalo pizza, if you are not like well read on this, 
There are many specific pizza varieties or types around the country, just like way it's prepared. Buffalo is very unique, and I love Buffalo pizza. You can go anywhere else in the country outside of maybe like the other pizza hotspots, and Buffalo pizza will kick their ass. Every other pizza sucks compared to Buffalo pizza. I will go to bat for Buffalo pizza every day of the week. That's number one for me. Number okay, two. Any, uh, real quick before you go on, any yep. certain place for your pizza in Buffalo? All right, I'm in the town of Tonawanda here. There's a place not as many people seem to know about, but they should. It's called Gino's Pizza Place. It's on <laughs> Brighton and Freeze, the best pizza. I've, I've had pizza at the best places in Chicago. I've had it in Brooklyn. Like, I've been to the places. Gino's Pizza is the best pizza. Okay, okay. I disagree, but okay. I mean, listen, a Buffalo Pizza is really darn good just about anywhere everywhere's a little Pretty bit different much. but like you can't really go like if you tell me like 10 or 15 or 20 other places like you wouldn't be wrong they're all really good and just the way you happen to like it versus is your own preference so i'm not hating on anyone's buffalo pizza it's all really good i'm also okay. going to save wings that's like that's that's unique to us that's our specialty and man if you think pizza's bad or other places in the country, wait till you try their wings. I can vouch for you. They are mostly terrible. So I'm saving buffalo wings for sure. Okay. I, 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 I'm I with you on the wings, although we are getting an anchor bar here in Atlanta, probably about five miles from my house. It was supposed okay. to actually open this week, but that, now it's not opening until uh, after the pandemic's over. And they we did have a Duff's here as well, and Duff's just announced that they will not be reopening after the pandemic. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of Anchor Bar Wings. A bit, you know, Duff's is no, my place. Dude, Anchor Bar has been coasting by on their name for how long? Yes, Duff's, Duff's, and I know you probably never, ate, never have had it, but Duff's blue cheese is way better. <laughs> uh, Gino's makes their own blue cheese, homemade, by the way. If you're interested in trying that, okay. Shout out to Gino's. Okay. All right, so now we're down to sponge candy, beef on whack, and Paula's donuts. I know some people don't like sponge candy. I do. I actually had some today. However, I'm thinking it is sort of... I would like there to be more chocolate on sponge candy. Is that is that wrong? Then you need to go get Wegmans sponge candy because I got Wegmans sponge candy the last time I was home because I didn't have time to get to any of the other sponge candy places. And Wegman Sponge Candy has a lot of chocolate, and I was not as much of a fan of Wegman okay. Sponge Candy. Good to know. I mean, I had Parkside. Like, Parkside's pretty well regarded, but I just, I don't know. I feel like the ratio of sponge to chocolate is a little out out of proportion for me. I would like more chocolate. Okay. Maybe I just need smaller pieces. Maybe that, I don't know. So, Beef on Weck or Paul, this is like, Beef on Weck and Paul's are both solid. Paula's is like literally unlike almost anywhere else, just how big and thick and perfect and I'm sure fatty and terrible for you their donuts are. Beef on whack, I really like. You get the Kimmel whack roll. I like keeping all the spice, the salt and the everything, the seeds all on there. I love it. This one's going to be really tough. I guess beef on whack because it's like such a buffalo staple. Like that's something that's, that we're known for. I guess literally everywhere has like unique donut shops, but only Buffalo does beef on whack. I'll save the beef on whack. I could totally be talking to something else, but that's what I'm okay. going with. Okay. Let me real quick on the donut thing, right? So um, we actually have a restaurant here. Um, it's actually a Bill's Backers bar, but they do serve beef on whack. And their beef on whack is very good. It's very comparable to what you would get at – 
um, a few restaurants throughout Buffalo. Um, however, I, I like my donuts. I, I, when I'm not stuck inside the house, I enjoy a donut or two a week at least. And I take a lot of them to my customers and a lot of my customers like donuts. So I've tried a lot of donuts from a lot of different places and there is no donut that I have had at least throughout Atlanta, right? Like maybe I haven't had a lot of donuts throughout the country, but out of all the donuts that I have had, there is no donut out there that is better than a Paula's donut. To my point, when I got engaged to my wife in Buffalo, my father-in-law came up and my mother-in-law and my, my, my sister-in-law, they all came to Buffalo to watch us get engaged. While they're in Buffalo, my cousin says, I'm going to bring over breakfast. We're all going to have Paula's donuts. And he brought the Paula's donuts over. My father-in-law to this day still talks about the donuts from Paula's, that they were the best donuts that he has ever had. So therefore, I love it. I can't get rid of Paula's donuts. Give me all the red velvet. Give me all the special cannoli. Heck, give me all the special uh, uh, cookie dough ones that they came out with. Just give me all the Paula's and the peanut stick. The peanut stick is by Dude, far the best. Dude, gotta get peanut stick. Gotta get peanut stick. I, I was a big fan of the red velvet until I had the peanut stick, and now I went peanut stick, and I'm never going back. Dude, peanut stick is incredible. Everything there is good. When I was I was I was down in state when I heard that they came out with a peanut stick porter with one of the beer companies here. Yes. And I was like, wow, I need to try that. And I came home at Christmas and everywhere was sold out. You had to go to the brewery. I want to say it was Flying Bison. And I went there and it kind of let me down a little bit. But only because peanut stick donuts are so friggin' good, the beer did not match up. But no, it was I still f- enjoyable. I feel like it'd be hard to, unless I'm dipping my actual peanut stick donut in <laughs> wow. the peanut stick beer. Now you're talking. <laughs> I feel like it's not gonna not gonna meet my standards. All right. Well, I did learn that during the quarantine, our local Paula's on Sheridan is closed. So that's been a little wow. sad. Wow. But um, a totally defensible position there. I just I figured I'd go with the local staple. But Paula's is definitely elite. I I will say when I go to town, I when I come to town, I don't get. Um, I don't go out of my way for a beef on weck. I think if I go to Anderson's half the time, True. I'm going to Anderson's just for ice cream. I'm not going to Anderson's for a beef True. on weck. True. I Good do go out of my way. For, they do. I do go out of my way for Ted's and I do go out of my way for pizza. Um, that, those so are, that's de- a great point. Definitely those. I, I always make sure I hit up Ted's. Um, I probably gain about a good 15 to 20 pounds when I'm home. Uh, and that's usually within like five days. So that just shows you how much I like eating while I'm there. And uh, then I got to spend a lot of time in the gym when I get back. But, hey, I got to give a quick shout-out, Nick, because a former Buffalo Bill actually passed away last week. And I didn't know he played for the Bills. I didn't know if you knew this either. But I remember I saw his shoe at the Football Hall of Fame. Uh, Tom Dempsey, who had half a foot uh, and had the record for the longest time in the NFL with a 63-yard field goal, um, passed away on April 5th. Uh, unfortunately, he died of the coronavirus, but he was a former Buffalo Bill, which I did not know he played for the Bills. He did. I thought you were actually going to say Tavares Jackson, the quarterback. He spent some time with the Bills. He also passed away recently. RIP. Him as well. Him as well. Yeah, you know, just been, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy month. Like, just the year in general has just been crazy. I hope we can get it back on track, and I hope that uh, we get some sports soon. But hey, 
the draft's a week away, man. Are you excited for the draft at least? Like, it's some kind of sports. Yep, we're going to have another draft episode coming up for you guys soon, so stay tuned for that later this week. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore process pod. We'll get this link up. We'll get the, uh, the commercial video up. And if you've got any questions, feel free to send them our way. We'll answer them on the next episode. Excellent, man. Hey, I appreciate uh, you doing this as always. Remember, guys, to like, follow, uh, all that good stuff at the underscore process pod on Twitter. I'm at chawit 68 Nick, what is your Twitter handle? Just my name, at Nick Veronica. Love it. Make sure you keep your eyes open for Nick's uh, commercial debut. I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> All right, I'll get it up there soon. All right, guys. Well, for Nick Veronica, I'm Charlie Lutkowski. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, remember to trust the process.